0: Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Well, hello there. I'm Amon Mazingo, your storyteller, and this is season two of the Afro Tales Podcast, where we journey through the Americas and the Caribbean to explore the tales that grew from its African diaspora. I want to thank Art by Chalet for the beautiful episode, Art, and especially thank you for joining us on today's adventure. Chef, chef. Yes, Glio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Grio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic video. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. into Nuna there was a great hunter called Basikuljo. he had hunting dogs that were killing off all the fierce bush cows in the forest those that look like tapir but have much more power in every way finally the bush cows had a council meeting they said what can we do to kill this man soon there will be none of us left one of them, a female, spoke, I will go through him. I have a plan that will lure him back so we can kill him. And she changed herself into a beautiful woman, for bush cows have that power, you know, to trick Basikucho. She arrived in the village with a basket on her head, saying that the man that could knock It to the ground would become her husband. She was really beautiful. I mean, really beautiful. No one could do it. Finally, Basi Kujo tried, and the basket fell. So this beautiful woman, the bush cow in disguise, became his wife. Every night when they were in the hammock making love, she would ask Basi Kujo, What his secret was. How it was that he was able to kill so many bush cows without their ever hurting him. Each night, she asked, and each night he told her a little more. She was so beautiful. Often, during the night, the woman would go out behind the house to stare at the row of bush cow skulls. Her husband had nailed them against the rear wall as trophies. She would weep and weep silently for her dead relatives. When she finished crying, she would return to the house and Basikujo would ask, Where have you been? I went to urinate, she would say. But every few minutes she would go back out and just stare at those skulls and weep. Over and over. Each and every night, she asked Basi Kujo, Those animals go in the back of your house? How in the world were you able to kill all of those animals? They're fiercer than any animal alive. One night, Basi Kujo finally told her, Woman, those animals live in savannas." I go all the way in the middle of the savannah, and there is where I shoot my gun. When they come charging, I toss my gun aside and climb a palm tree, and then the animals circle around me fiercely, chew at the trunk, and try and fell it. Meanwhile, Back in the village, my mother is stirring the porridge that she feeds to my dogs. At just the proper moment, I get them most excited around hunting. Then, when I see that the palm tree is about to fall, I turn myself into a chameleon. Sitting on the trunk, and I call out, And this makes the trunk grow even thicker than it was at first i do this until i know my dogs have had time to gobble up all of the porridge and let the hunting feeling come all over them then i let the tree fall by then the bush cows have realized that i am the chameleon so i turn into a spot of sand when they try to eat that up I used my final disguise and turned myself into a... Just then, Basi Cujo's mother shrieked from her house. Basi Cujo, Basi Hurry! Snake! Snake! Basi Kujo jumped out of his hammock and ran to kill the snake. When he got to his mother's house, she pulled him close and whispered, Baby, there is no snake, but I must warn you that that beautiful woman is not really a woman don't tell her the last thing you know how to turn into instead tell her that you become a Nunade. Basi Kujo returned to his wife she said that thing you were about to tell me the very last thing you turn yourself into when the bush cows come charging at you what is it he said ah Yes, I become a Nunan. Now, she didn't know what that was, but she was sure that some of the other bush cows would. So, at last, she was satisfied. They slept. In the middle of the night, the woman arose very quietly and went to her basket and took out a razor. She prepared to cut Basikujo's throat. Basikujo's gun said, I'll shoot you. Kapo. His cutlass said, I'll catch you. His magic bell, Obiatati, said, I will tire. Click, 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 All the posts of the house groaned loudly. <coughs> Basi Kujo awoke with a start saying, what is going on? She answered, I have no idea. I was asleep. Not a single thing in the house slept during the rest of the night. At dawn, the beautiful wife asked Basikujo to go to the forest with her to collect awara palm seeds. He told his mother to prepare the porridge for the dogs, and they set off. The woman led him deeper and deeper into the forest until they finally reached the savannah. Basikujo climbed the awara tree and began picking fruit. Suddenly, the woman turned back into her natural form, a bush cow, and called out to her relatives. In a moment, the savannah was black with bush cows, all coming to eat Basicucho. Quickly, he turned himself into a chameleon. She told him he was now the chameleon. So they began felling the tree. When it finally fell, they couldn't find the chameleon. She said, Eat the spot of sand. It's Basicucho. After a while, they could not find the sand. Basikujo had turned himself into a tiny awara palm thorn and hidden himself by sticking himself into a leaf. She said, destroy the nuna, Destroy it! Destroy the nuna." He's turned himself into a Nuna. The bush cows milled around in confusion because in fact, none of them knew what a Nuna was because it meant nothing. Meanwhile, Basi Kujo's hunting dogs, who by then had finished eating their porridge, had been untied, arrived at the scene and they ripped every last bush cow to shreds. Except for one, Basi Kujo saw that the last bush cow was pregnant and he called off the dogs. This bush cow was hiding in a cave near a stream. She called out, Basi Have mercy, you're about to kill your offspring. He grabbed her by one side, ripping off the whole leg, and then shoved her back into the cave. Now, you know the importance of Nuna Nothing. The end. Yeah, yeah, how'd you like that story? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Right, <laughs> the indie crazy right ripped her whole leg off, left her for dead. I don't know what happened to the to the, to her, the baby, nothing, nothing. Being it came from Suriname, I had to I had to do a little bit more research for this one because uh, I, I felt like I couldn't give you a good, I couldn't give my good reply, my my good review of it without doing some research. And it's amazing. So I want to read this to you. An insert from a book. Called the two evenings in Saramaca. There's a little detail about the story. And what the story actually means. Okay. Here is. In the common West Indian plot. A white princess is seduced by an evil animal in disguise. The action unfolds on a purely domestic plane involving personal dangers and triumphs and the central characters are quote-unquote empathetic if a bit strange white folks but in the Nuna tale and others of the genre in Saramaka two worlds are pitted in mortal battle quote-unquote our world that of the Saramaka and another rhetorically that of the bush cows historically and structurally that of white folks the seduction is carried out in the service of the bush cow state and the renunciation of the beautiful woman and her eventual destruction are carried out by the saramaka hero on behalf of his people The West Indian tale is largely entertainment, but the Saramaka story, in addition to the entertainment value, encodes perhaps their strongest ideological concern, community betrayal, treason vis-a-vis white folks, and the fear that, quote-unquote, those times, The days of war and white folks, slavery, shall come again. C.R. Price, 1983. And when I read that, it enlightened so much about the story that I didn't get at first. Because I don't know the history of the Saramaka people. And it has literally pushed me to want to learn more and more about the Saramaka. And more about the Maroons all over the the diaspora because they fought for their freedom in times when the American slaves hadn't even, you know, really gotten there yet. And these people were not only fighting for their freedom, getting free and living on the land. That's why they're called Maroons. That's where the Saramaka people come from. That's these kind of people. And constantly fighting to ensure that they don't go back to that you gotta love it right you gotta love it and I love it and I hope to bring you more stories like this that have such a deep and profound um, message in them and I thank you for for coming on this journey with me this far and I hope I can take you further all right as always thank you thank you thank you and have a blessed day this is your apple till's recipe of the week cassava soup ingredients two pounds cassava also called yucca root peeled cubed, boiled, and pulverized or processed into a mash. One quart chicken broth. Six large cloves of garlic, peeled and chopped fine. One large onion, peeled and chopped fine. Four tablespoons olive oil. One pound beef shank bone. Two bay leaves. Salt and ground cumin to taste. One red bell pepper, cored, seeded, and chopped fine. Three stalks of celery, leaves, and tough bottoms removed and chopped fine. One pound smoked fish fillet. Two to three cups coconut milk, or to taste. Three quarts water. Fresh cilantro, chopped for garnish. Freshly prepared crispy Bacon chunks for garnish directions put the water in a large cooking pot add in the smoked fish and beef shank and boil them for 15 to 20 minutes remove the shank and fish scoop the marrow out of the shank bone and mince the fish add the mashed cassava into the pot along with the finely chopped red pepper onion celery and garlic Add in the chicken broth, bay leaves, and salt and cumin to taste. Then cook at a gentle boil for about half an hour. Lastly, add in the cooked and minced meat and fish. Add the coconut milk. Stir everything together well. And cook at a simmer now for another 15 minutes. Soup can be served alone in a bowl garnished with cilantro and bacon bits or traditionally with freshly cooked rice added on top into the soup. That is your Afro Tales recipe of the week. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for supporting and sharing this podcast with your family and friends. You can always find Afro Tales podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to leave me a message or a tweet, I can be found on Twitter at Afro Tales cast on Instagram and Facebook at Afro Tales podcast. And now on coffee at coffee.com forward slash afro tales podcast where you can financially support me for the price of one small cup of coffee however you support i thank you and i appreciate it always so until next time have a great day